The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Here we are, Petey. You ready for this? I don't know what to expect. We got a camera here. I don't know. Dutch Allen here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. This is Inside Tinseltown. This is the show where you've got go picture. If you're lucky, if that's what you got. We are going to be doing something different here. We're testing out some new equipment here. Now, it is a holiday weekend. It is, uh, uh, for a lot of us, it is uh, Thanksgiving. That's what we're celebrating over here. Uh, put my uh, Petey, by the way, thanks for the new ashtray. Petey is my producer. You're going to hear me talking about him now because I'm in this booth alone here in the Napsack Files studio here. But uh, uh, And Petey's over there. But Petey, don't, 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 I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to get on the microphone, Petey. We don't want you to do that. You do that. You have to, we have to pay you extra. It's not that I'm opposed to paying you extra, Petey. It's, 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 it's holiday pay. Uh, I don't, I, it's not my money. It's, it's, uh, it's the Kenny's uh, money, the Kenny kid. Uh, Napsack's taking the week off. Uh, he, uh, recorded some stuff already during the week, but he, he really wanted to get out of town here and, and uh, enjoy himself for Thanksgiving. I've enjoyed a number of Thanksgivings, uh, so I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I, my, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I've, uh, big, I was a producer for many years in Hollywood. I was the guy on the other side of the table telling people to get, to have your go picture. Go picture kid was what, uh, the words I used to love to say, and they didn't always get to say them. Uh, but and that was that was uh, but that was part of the business. Uh, I, I made a lot of good pictures, made a lot of money, lost a lot of money. That's right, lost a lot of money, just as well. So we're here. We're doing this podcast thing with the uh, Knapsack Files. I hope you subscribe to that feed, and then we're, we're videotaping it here. We got this fam, new fam dangled uh, thing here. Pete was looking at it here. Yeah, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we are uh, doing the thing, uh, and I'm drinking. You might hear me drink. I do like to clink the glass every now and then. I'm drinking some uh, spiked eggnog. Now, I know some people have this opinion that eggnog is either is supposed to have rum in it. I think that was the traditional drink. That was the that was the drink I was handed by my late great uncle Mert at a family Christmas party. I was 11 years old. I said, "What is this?" He said, "It's eggnog." I said, "I don't, I don't like eggs much. Scrambled, maybe. Definitely don't like them in liquid form." And he said, "No, take it, try it." I trust my uncle Mert, uh, so I took a sip. I was uh, eleven years old. There was enough rum in that eggnog. It was a home mix, a homemade mix. I woke up the next day in my aunt's bed. Don't worry. Doesn't get blue. She wasn't there. Uh, they were out of town. And I, uh, I, I, I luckily had most of my clothes on. Uh, it was, uh, and I, I saw my Uncle Mert. I didn't see him again until the Christmas party. This was like the Thanksgiving party. And I said, what, what, what are you doing to me, Mert? And he just laughed. He just laughed. He said, that's eggnog for you. Was as if that's some wise old saying from the Bible. That's eggnog for you. So I don't know. But a lot of people I know grew up with eggnog. You get it from like uh, Safeway or uh, a Cubs, uh, some kind of grocery store. And it's just the eggnog that you get there. You know, eggnog light. Enjoy it. Put a little uh, nutmeg, cinnamon, and there you go. This one, though, definitely it's a mixed drink. It's a mixed drink. Mm. And it's going to get going here. So, yeah, we're having a Thanksgiving here. I love Thanksgiving. Petey, just nod. Nod if you like Thanksgiving. 
That's what I thought. Thanksgiving for you, Thanksgiving for me. Um, it's it's one of my favorite holidays. I I. I I don't really celebrate it to big time anymore. That's why I'm recording with you all here. Um, I don't really celebrate it much anymore. But I had a lot of good times. My favorite Thanksgiving, other than the family Thanksgivings, my favorite Thanksgiving was, uh, I want to say in the early 80s, I got to spend uh, a Thanksgiving weekend up in Aspen, Colorado. I'm not much of a skier. I'm more of a hotel lobbyer. Uh, Not a lobbyist for hotels. I just like sitting in the lobby. And that's where I was. Uh, It was Thanksgiving. Uh, I I don't remember the year. might have been 80, 81, 82. It was around that time. But I was up there with uh, the late great... May he rest in peace, Burt Reynolds and Sally Field. I was up there. They were doing they were doing the Corvette pictures at the time. Uh, and I think they were having some a uh, lot of intercourse off camera. And uh, I was up there spending some time with them. We let me tell you, me, and, and, and of course, and people are going to, you know, it's going to sound cliche. But uh, Dom DeLuise did show up at some point, brought himself a turkey. We already had a turkey. DeLuise brought him brought his own turkey, cooked it, everything just in a container, showed up. I'm not even sure how he knocked on the door because we opened up both hands before, I guess he just smushed the turkey up against the door. But we came in there. We had a good time. Uh, me, DeLuise, uh, Burt Reynolds, uh, which was just a loss, just a loss. And Sally Field. Um, and at one point, I'll tell you what, at one point we drank so much of the good Lord's eggnog that uh, Sally Field at one point stapled napkins to her hair and jumped off the couch several times and saying, now I'm the flying nun for real, which is a deep cut reference to her first big break in television. I I trust, Petey, the lot of you, a lot of you get that there. So I, I have memories of that one there. Now that one too, I think Deloise woke up in my aunt's bed. <laughs> that one maybe, that one maybe not be. No, not not something that I, I want to share, but it was a good time there. And I'll tell you, we were up there. We celebrated Thanksgiving. I, I watch, I enjoy a good football contest. I'll do sit there and watch that there. I haven't really watched a lot of football, though, since uh, Roger Starback was throwing uh, bombs for the Cowboys. Uh, not really a Cowboy fan, but I did like Starback, a good military kid, goes and forms, uh, forms himself up uh, with a nice career in the NFL. And I did enjoy that there. So after he retired, um, which, when did he retire? It was like, it was, it was 80s. It was Starback, one of those guys who finished his career somewhere else. Like, I never wanted to be that guy. When I was making pictures, I made sure as best as I could right off into the sunset. Right off into your own sunset, Petey. That's what you want to do. Because if you don't write off into the own sunset, someone's going to send you off when it's too late. And, I, you know, these sports guys, I understand. You want to hold on. You want to hold on. You know, Franco Harris, immaculate receptions, playing for the Seahawks, uh, I believe, to round out his career, right? You know, this is like Joe Namath with the Rams. Uh, This is, uh, you know, like finishing your career as a secretary of state. I don't know. What is it? What's what's the equivalent? I don't know. But I I, uh, I haven't really watched sports since Starbuck. Starbuck would move. Starbuck would move. And that's what I love in a quarterback. Get out of the pocket. Get out of the Randall Cunningham. Uh, I did watch that kid play. And let me tell you something. That was that was the finest athlete I think I've ever seen since Chuck Connor, the rifleman. That's right. That's what I'll tell you. This eggnog's good, though. Mm. Uh, we don't have uh, questions this time around. Sometimes we like to say, actually, I'm lying, Petey. Why'd you put those in the notes? I've never 
taken questions from the audience, but I think that's something we do want to start here, right? I think that's something we'll start. We'll take questions from the audience. Maybe we'll do live. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The reason we got this, this camera here, which, by the way, if I had these cameras when I was making pictures, we could have made a picture a weekend. They're, they're tiny. They fit in the palm of my hand. It's, it's insane, these cameras here. And, and I'm watching things on the phone. It's amazing. If I had had, if I had, had my career, uh, those cameras in my career, uh, I, mean, I, mean, I wouldn't have retired sooner. But we've got this camera here. What we're going to do here, we're not going to do it now. This is, a, this is a pre-taped holiday special. We do want to do something called Dutch Island Live. We're going to work on that. We're going to uh, do the show uh, live here on the Internet. And, and then what's going to happen is you're going to be able to call in. You're going to ask me questions about the, the, the picture industry, about life, uh, you know, all those kind of things. Uh, that that Napsar kid always talks about life, the universe, and everything, which I know is a, is, is a book that uh, several times people try to make a movie in, in my office. And I said no every time. They ended up making the picture, and it's all right. It was good. I liked it there. But uh, uh, it's from a book series or something like that. I don't know, a comic book. People, yeah, people ask me, you know, that's a good, uh, can we try, I want to transition into that day. You know, recently they, they were talking about, I, I, am an old, I am an old guy, I'm an old school kind of guy. I was there during the golden age, I was there during the studio age. Uh, I love reading a good book, I love reading a good book, and I got no problems uh, with the superhero pictures. I saw, I saw the last one with the Avenge team. Uh, when they were they were facing uh, uh, James Brolin's kid, and I got to tell you, is uh, it was good. I liked it, and, and I, I I also reviewed uh, you know some of the other pictures uh, uh, previously for the Napsack Files. They sent me out some of those, but and I enjoyed the Avenge team one. It was uh, it was good. It was dark. It was it was uh, it was it was entertaining. There, I got no problems with that there. But recently, this this guy, this uh, this comedian. Uh, and I recognize him from some cocaine parties in the 80s. He's, uh, he's Bill Maher, something like that. Uh, he has a show there on the Home Box Office channel. And uh, he, he was, he was say, saying things about uh, Stanley, who we just lost. And I want to talk about that. I do want to talk about Stanley. I love, I love Stanley. Stan, I call Stanley Stanley, one name, but really Stanley. I do, I do love him. And I want to talk about that there for a second. I do want to talk about that. I wish I could. I wish. Let me tell you something right now. I wish I could have given Stan Lee and Marvel more go pictures uh, back in the day and earlier. And uh, they tried. They brought in the Fantastic Squad and they sat down and they had some nice uh, lobby cards made up and said, this is what we would do. This is how we would make the Fantastic Squad. Um, PD, the camera's doing something weird. The camera, it's not, it's not getting all my hat. Can we fix it? Move it, Petey, can you move it around? Get, I wanted to get all of the things there. Is it good? Okay. They brought in Fantastic Squad, and they were got, they wanted to make a picture. They brought it to my office. This is about uh, this is about 1974. And I tell you what, we me and Stan sat down. We had a good conversation about it. I, I understood it. I understood it, but I thought it was for the kids. I thought it was for the kids. And we're making, you know, around this time, you're making serious pictures. You know, you got uh, you got Hackman chasing down things in the French Connection. You got uh, my favorite, one of my favorite pictures of all time. I talk about it often. Here is you got Redford doing, you know, Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, I'm not much of a camper, as I, I told you guys. I don't, I don't even ski. I sit there having the eggnog in the hotel lobby. But I loved, I loved that picture with Redford. Redford's one of my guys. You know that. There, we were making those, those pictures. You know, I didn't, I couldn't imagine. In 1974, Petey, I couldn't sit there in my office 
which was plush. Plush. It was a plush office. I couldn't imagine sitting there in 1974 looking across at Jack Nicholson and saying, uh, do you want to be a superhero? You know, this is a guy who's saying, you know, forget it. It's Chinatown. Now, now you want him to say up, up and away? I, I just couldn't see it. Shows you how wrong I was. I, like I said, I could have retired a decade sooner if I'd just seen it. When he came out, when he came out in that Batman picture, I was blown away. Number one, when he's up there dancing with uh, Mick Jagger's lady, and he's, he says, you know, the line, you know, Beauty the Beast, if, if anyone calls you Beast, I'll, I'll rip their tongues out. Uh, I, I thought, oh, that's every studio producer in this town dancing with someone they shouldn't be dancing with is what it was to me. It was, it was a statement on that, and I took it as that. And I love that picture. I'll tell you who the real star of the picture was. I'll tell you my favorite performer. I mean, Robert Wall, good. Kim Basinger. Is it Basinger? Basinger? Kim. Call her by her first name. She deserves the respect of the right pronunciation of that last, last name, though. She was a star. From 1989 to 1990, uh, spanning two decades, as they used to say for the old Mickey Rooney jokes, and I like it, and I got it. She was one of the biggest stars in the world, and I, and I, still, I, I still look at her, and I think... Uh, I think she's. I think she still got it. I'm choking on this cigarette here. I'll tell you what, though. I'm watching that picture. The star of that picture was definitely. I know Michael Keaton. Mikey Keaton is a good kid. It was William Hookins. William Hookins. <coughs> That's right. Hookins was Eckert. He was Eckert, the, 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 the police chief. He was also in the Star Wars picture. We know that. He was, uh, he was one of the pilots that dies when, uh, when the Chewokie shoots him out of the sky. I think that's how it went. Hootkins brought so much to that role. His face, the stubble, the pain, the resignation of a, of a government employee maybe involved in something that he didn't want to get involved in because he just felt he, he had no other choice. Wasn't getting paid enough. He's got the family back home. The holiday hours, not pay him enough, which, again, Petey, I apologize. Just don't speak on the mic or else I'm going to have to pay extra. William Hookins might have been the star, but I just, I sat there and I watched Nicholson go. And this is the guy, easy rider. He and Dennis Hopper. Oh, by the way, I, I went to some of their parties after Easy Rider came out with Fonda, Peter Fonda, and I knew Henry Fonda, all right? Hank Fonda and I had always would have good conversations on the studio coffee, lo- uh, coffee uh, diner there on the studio lot. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, Hank Fonda and I would always do have good conversations. You know, here's you got, you got Pete Fonda, and I'll tell you what, that kid, he was something else. He was doing things I don't think Hank Fonda knew. You know what I mean? And I got no problem with Jade Fonda. I know she went over she went overseas and caused some problems. But I, 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 to me, life life's too short to hold get hold up on things like that. We all have different point of views. You know what I mean? Anyways, I, I, I couldn't believe I'm watching Nicholson as the Joker, and I'm thinking, why couldn't I see this? Go to Easy Rider. That's a superhero picture, if you ask me. And I know I think later on they made a comic book about 
uh, Easy Rider. It was, it was he has a fire flames on his head or something like that. Nick Cage was in in the picture of it. It was, it was a different version of it. Um, I should have seen it. I would have been a rich man, but I didn't see it. And so I'm sitting there with Stan Lee in 1974. They're talking about Fantastic Team. They want to put it together and the X Squad, and they want and they want to do all these things. And I and I said no. I said I passed. I passed. Could have changed the course of the industry. Could have changed the course of the industry. Really could have. And so going to this Bill Marquet on the Home Box Office channel, he said he says uh, he says this thing that you know it's it's a it's like arrested development that everyone's focused on these comic books and not the classics. I understand where he's coming from. All right, I understand if you walk uh, if you walk around uh, a mall or somewhere today, you're gonna have you know these shops they're selling these little trinkets, the toys. I'm here in in Napsuck Studio. And they're around here. He's got he's got the he's got the lightsaber guy over there. He's got the uh, the uh, guy who looks for the hidden treasures. Uh, Harrison Ford plays him. You know the one. Yep. Yeah. What? Indiana Indiana Jones. That's the one. Yep, that's the one. He, but he looks for. Does he not, Petey? Does he or does he not look for hidden treasures? So you think I didn't understand it? I understood it. Don't you question me, Petey? Don't you question me? All right. That's over there. Napsuck's got these all around. He's got these things all around here. And I'm okay with it. I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it. I really don't. I just, you know, it would have killed him to have on the shelves love of the time of color. That's all I'm asking. So I understand Bill Maher's point. I understand his point. But... I'll tell you what, as sure as Bill Maher gets lost in the grotto of the Playboy Mansion, or at least before it was sold, rest in peace, Hugh. Or I don't worry, I got stories there. There was one night at the Playboy Mansion, me, my sixth wife at the time, and Lonnie Anderson got lost in the grotto, and then that ended up meaning something else. I'll tell you what, it was crazy, it was insane. Some of the best intercourse I ever had, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I, don't, I don't even remember... 37% of it. I don't. But, so, uh, this is my guy, this is my kid. He, I understand this point. It's just, you're also missing the boat here. These are the modern myths of our time. This is what's going on. Uh, Georgie Lucas makes his Star Wars picture, and it's tapping into something grand. It's a reason. It was a reason that, you know, on that day, and that weekend in 1977, I remember I was trying to drive from where me and my my third wife at the time, we didn't get along so good all the times, but we were trying to drive down uh, Hollywood Boulevard. Sunset was always a problem. We tried to drive down Hollywood, which is the one up, the main drag up there. You could try Franklin, but Franklin gets weird on Highland and you go around and I, my car was big. I had one of those big caddies. And, it, you know, the street, Franklin's the tiniest street. That's the problem. Franklin is tinier. So we are tr- going down Hollywood, and we had to pass uh, the, the, the Grauman's Theater there. And this is that weekend in 77. And all I could see for all, for block and block, blocks and blocks and blocks. And this was, you know, they, you didn't have the big mall there. Now they got there, you can go to the pretzel and cheese and all that kind of stuff there, right there on the Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't have that there back then. And uh, we, I couldn't, my car was stuck in traffic because people 
but we kept running across the street, dressed up. And this is like like the third day. The movie, the picture been out two or three days, and you got people running around in black, like blankets, uh, like, you know, draped over their shoulders, wearing trash cans with like the front cut out on the head, like black trash cans and capes. Uh, and I found out later it was it was they were trying to be like one of the the characters in the movie. And I, I a guy who was wearing like a carpet, a lot of vests, and I did what's going on here? And it, you know, it was just it was Georgie Lucas, and I've talked about Georgie Lucas before on the show. I don't want to go down that path again. I think he's a genius, but the, there's a point. He tapped into something. He tapped into basic storytelling, and I, if you want to talk about the dumbing down of the world in America, I don't think, I don't think reading uh, "Love in the Time of Cholera." Or, you know, some book by Mark Twain or Steinbeck. And I read a lot of Steinbeck. All right. Uh, I don't think reading of Mice and Men and reading, you know, uh, Iron Guy, I don't think you're going to come out worse for wear either way. I think in a perfect world, you read both. I think in a perfect world, you read both. But I I don't think if you got to choose one or the other, I'm telling you, I'm understanding. I, I would go. I would go to Iron Guy. I absolutely would because, you know, the other one, you got Lenny and, and Squiggy. What is it? The one, uh, you know, Lenny and Squiggy are out there chasing the, the mice and the men, and, and he's got to shoot them in the back of the head. That's, that's sad stuff. I kicked your camera. I kicked the camera. Do you need it? Petey, do you need me to go back? Is there like a rewind button on here? What, no, it's, you control it on the phone. I just, I just want you to know I kicked it. That's, that's all. That's all. I kicked the. I got. All right. I'll, I'll go. Where was I? Oh yeah. I. You know. If you. If you're Lenny and Squiggy and you're going around in Steinbeck's, you know, country and and, and you and you tend into the tend into the sheep or whatever and 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 you you know and you have to shoot them in the back of the head. It's depressing stuff. It's not uplifting. There's a lot of lessons there. I understand it. I understand it. I get it. But it's similar to the stuff. I think that's what was happening when I was making the pictures, the height of my career, which I think was 68 to 76. During that time, we were trying to make these gritty pictures, the Nixon, all that stuff had happened. And yes, I know I contributed to Nixon's uh, two presidential campaigns, and I regret every dime. Every dime I regret. I, I contributed to his campaign in 1960 if it wasn't for TV's he would have won. You tell, you tell me someone who disagrees, they're wrong. They're wrong. Anyone who listened to Nixon on the radio, he beat Jack Kennedy in that debate. And I got no problem. I, I, don't, I don't swear allegiance to people with uh, R's by their name, and I don't swear allegiance to people with D's by their name when it comes to politics. But I don't, the Kennedys, all I could... We know what they did in Maryland. We know. Okay? We know what they did to Maryland. So I got no love for the for Jack Kennedy, uh, the whole clan. All right? I, I really don't. John F. Fitzgerald. I, Rob, I, don't, I don't like what happened. Don't, don't look at me with that blank stare, Petey. I do not, I do not condone what happened. I don't like that at all. But you, Maryland, Maryland would have made 
even even more people happy. She would have lit up the world with that face if she just couple. It's so sad, and this is supposed to be the holidays. We're supposed to be celebrating the holidays here, and I, you got this. It, it, come on, but I regret. I regret. I regret every bit of money I donated to that campaign. But we were making this. We we had the Vietnam War was going on. Nixon is in the White House, and now we get, then we get to you know Gerald Ford falling downstairs, and we're making these these pictures that are gritty. They got they got oomph to them. They got a point. And then this kid comes out of USC, and he gives everyone a a, a flashlight for a sword, and it's and it's here, and it's big, and I get it. So why would why would you if you if you grew up inspired by that? If you grew up inspired by those kind of modern myths, why are you going to go to Linny and Squiggy running across the dust bowl to tend some rabbits or something like that? You're not going to be inspired by that. And it do, but it doesn't make you it doesn't make you any less intelligent. That's that's the point. And I, that's why I didn't like what that Ma guy did. I understand. I understand what he said there. I understand. But uh, it's you see what they do. I don't get out to pictures much. I don't get out to the pictures. I got uh, I got a home studio now. We go up there. We do that. Uh, we sit there and we watch pictures at home. And then I put on the bathing suit. Uh, it's uh, it's got Velcro. Have you seen this, Petey? I don't. Uh, the, the 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 trunks got Velcro on it, which I understand. I'm, I'm not as unhip as you think. Velcro changed my life because I never, I was so busy making pictures, I had never had the time to tie my shoe. So if I could just swipe some, uh, you know, swipe some Velcro together and my shoe was secure, I was good to go. I had no problem with it. I used to have, I used to have some Pumas, gray Pumas, uh, comfortable shoe. I just didn't have, so anyways, um, I don't go out to see the pictures much. I see them back, back at the house. By the way, this this ashtray you you got me is, is spectacular. By the way, I'm not smoking much there, but big puff, Petey. Glad you don't smoke. Um, so, what was I? I was talking. To, was I talking about Bob Downey Senior or Junior? Chances are, I'm always going to talk to them about them. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. This is what I do. I was. To, oh, I was talking about. I don't go out to see the pictures much. But when I when I when I, I invite some friends over. I put on the swim trunks. They got the uh, they got the Velcro now. I do like the tie ones though. They feel secure. I'm always afraid when I'm in swim trunks in Velcro that I'm going to get out of the pool and be arrested for indecent exposure. With the drawstring, at least I know they stay there. They're on. They're on. You know what I mean? That's what I like about those. Uh, but I don't know. Call me crazy. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So I, I but I watch these superhero pictures and I invite people over and everyone they're excited by them. They're excited by them. And I think that's important. I think that's the lesson. When I made the pictures, I think sometimes, especially during that peak area, we, we concentrated less on the entertainment and, and concentrated more on the enlightenment. That's okay. I think great art. I do like art. I got some pictures hanging up at, at my house. Uh, very, uh, very classy uh, nude lady statues. Uh, I think you can learn a lot from art. I am an artist appreciator. I would never call myself an artist. 
I tried taking a paint course once uh, in, in the late 80s. I wanted to branch out a little bit. My career was coming down. I made pictures all the way to the 90s. And I think people don't understand that. They don't, they, they don't appreciate that there. I remember, a side note, I'll, I'll get back to talking about the painting class I took. Side note, um, I... I had seen, sorry, sorry, I hit the microphone. PD, I'm hitting stuff here. The studio's tiny. I, tell you what, I saw George Clooney on that hospital show, and I said, he's a star. And now you're going to say, oh, Dutch, I understand what you're talking about. ER. Well, yes, not that ER, not the one from the 90s. I'm talking about the ER in the 80s. Had a slash in it, E slash R. One of Clooney's earliest projects. I saw that kid, and I said, "We got to make this happen. This kid's got something." He booked uh, a show, uh, an A show, uh, Facts of Life, I believe it was called. It was on around there. Then he was, ended up on Roseanne. Now I don't want to comment on Roseanne. Roseanne and I have had some good times. Uh, Roseanne and I went down to Knott's Berry Farm. Out there near, uh, was it, Buena Park area, whatever, uh, Southern California there, close to Anaheim. Roseanne and I met at the chicken restaurant attached to Knott's Berry Farm, and we ate until the manager came over and begged for mercy. That's not a comment on her. It's, that's more of a comment on me. I, I cannot lie and say I haven't had a good, uh, entertaining evening hanging out with Roseanne talking business. I, I, she was a big star. I don't condone what she's done now. But Clooney was on that show. He played uh, like season one. He was like a boyfriend or something. Then I, I felt, I felt then we still had a chance. No one would listen to me. He's a television actor. They said he's a television actor, and that is, I'll tell you what, right now, that is one thing that used to drive me crazy back in my day, especially the eighties, because TV exploded. TV was something different. You had all these shows on. You had you had these great entertaining shows. I used to love Airwolf, Jan Michael Vincent. There's a star that should have been. Uh, I I used to love watching these shows, and we got to get some of these stars in the pictures. They got to be on the big screen. No one would believe me. No one wanted to believe me, and I I I, I missed I missed with the superhero pictures. I could have put Nicholson in the fantastic team and, and, and made uh, three million bucks in the 70s, which was obviously more. But I'll tell you, I didn't. I didn't. I kicked your camera again, PD. God damn it. This camera's right here. I did not miss the boat when it came to wanting television stars on the pictures. I didn't miss that boat. Other people missed that boat. Jan Michael Vincent could have been an American James Bond. I said it. There. I say it now, just as I said it back in 1985. And I got nothing again. I like Timothy Dalton. And he's a good, classy gentleman. Uh, one time I was over at a film festival over in England, and me and Dalton and Rowan Atkinson stayed up till five in the morning drinking uh, West Country cider, having a great time. One of us woke up in, in, in my aunt's bedroom again, and it was an amazing time. And she lived in America at the time. So that was one transatlantic flight. One of us doesn't remember. I won't say which one. Um, Dalton's great. I liked him as Bond. I liked him as Bond. I really did. But I could have put Jan Michael Vincent, taught him to do an accent if people weren't ready for an American Bond. 
taught him to do an accent, and we would have had a trillion-dollar picture. It didn't work. He played a character on Airwolf called Stringfellow Hawk. It was magic. And he, and he played opposite Ernest Borgnine, an Oscar winner. What was the picture? Marty or something like that? I can't remember. Borgnine is an ama- was an amazing talent. You got Borgnine and Jan Michael Vincent on my screen in my home. I'm like, get this on to the big screen. I want to see this big giant in front of me. No one else in the studios at the time believed me, and we missed the boat then, and I knew. I knew when Clooney went to the other ER, which is the far inferior ER, the one that was on NBC for years, I knew we missed the boat. I knew we missed the boat. Just like I missed the the boat with Jan Michael Vincent, I missed the boat with Clooney. But I'll tell you what, he's very nice. I went over to the farmer's market, 3rd and Fairfax, and I had some locks and bagels. And Clooney sat there with his buddy Richard Kind, who's a very funny comedic performer. Uh, they're really good friends. And we sat down, and I'll tell you what, we had, we had a great breakfast. We talked about life. This is maybe uh, 10 years ago. I told him I was a very big fan of the of the Ocean's Eleven pictures, because I loved the original Ocean's Eleven. Hell, I, I lived the life of the Ocean's Eleven crowd, practically. No, I didn't steal. I did not steal. I know the way you look at it, but uh, that, that lifestyle, that's what I, you know, I knew Dean Martin. Dean Martin and I, one time, did I ever tell you the story? We ended up over at the Pepper Mill, uh, the Pepper Mill restaurant, which, which is uh, still standing there. It used to be over by, and it, it kills me to say this, where the Riviera used to be. I'll tell you right, I need a drink to that. The Riviera and I have some memories. But one night, Dean Martin and I go drinking on the Old Strip, what's called the Old Strip now. Back then, it was just the Strip. We go drinking, and I'm yelling, go picture to just random strangers. Uh, Dean Martin, he's holding his liquor up until a point. Next thing I know, we are at the Peppermill restaurant cooking dinner. We were so drunk. We were in the kitchen of the Peppermill cooking food for patrons, and they were letting this happen. I don't know what happened. True story. My aunt walks in. And so I'll tell you what, then. I, going back to Stanley, going back to this comic thing, and then we'll talk about the holidays and then I'm out of here, Petey, because I want to finish my drink of peace. I absolutely, absolutely believe that superhero pictures, comic books, Star Wars pictures, uh, you know, the, the British kid with the wand, Emma Watson, all these people, I think, are part of the modern mythology of our times. I guess that's what modern would be. I absolutely think they're important. They're valid. I think they would have made me and a lot of people more money if we switched to them sooner. It was that Star Wars picture, followed by Chris Reeves as Superman. And even then... We were slow. We didn't know how to do it. We didn't know how to capture it. 
Conan the Barbarian was, I liked, I got it. Milius is a crazy son of a bitch. One time, Milius and I went out to the desert outside Joshua Tree. He brought so many shotguns, I thought we were forming a posse. And it was just he and I. We pulled uh, pulled a cooler of beer over. I don't drink beer much, as you know. We grabbed the shotguns. Next, you know, we're both wearing nothing but cowboy boots and shorts. And I got the hat and glasses, of course. I always do. And we were just shooting these shotguns. And he said, I've got it. I'm going to make Conan the Barbarian. I don't know where that came from. Milius was something else. He was something else. Absolutely. I think... John Milius, in his head, thought he single-handedly destroyed communism. I really think he did. Uh, All that stuff was working. It just didn't catch on. It didn't catch on until now. And I'll tell you what. You owe a lot of that to Stan Lee. And I had... uh, Stan Lee and I used to go over to uh, uh, Musso and Frank's. And we'd get... I'd get a lean slice of beef, some potatoes, and some spinach. I like the spinach. Uh, mix them all up, and it's good. And uh, we would have a great meal. We had good conversations. Stan was a good guy. Lived a full life. 95 years young, and I do mean that. And uh, this is my, uh, I guess you could say it's my tribute to him. Uh, sad to see him go, but what a life. What a legacy. What a life. And I got no problem saying that. And I think Stan, I think Stan, if he was to look back, he'd say he'd do it all again, you know. I miss those lunches at Musso and Frank's with Stanley. But I'll tell you, it's Stanley. I like that Feige kid. Runs the Marvel pictures. I like him. I've met him. Uh, I've met him. He's got a good head on his shoulders. But I'll tell you what, you know well, you know where I'm going, Petey. I can see the smile on your face. You know where I'm going. The reason those Marvel pictures worked is Bob Downey Jr. He's the reason. People saw his iron guy and they saw him as, uh, what's the character's name when he's not wearing the, the magic suit? Stock, Rob Stock. When they saw Bob Downey Jr. as Rob Stock, people connected with him in a way they weren't expecting. They knew, because a lot of them are reading his comic books for a long time. Long before Foggy got a go picture on this project, they've been looking for a long time at these books, at these stories. But then this comes along, and Bob Downey Jr. gives them something else. Gives them something else, and he connected with the audience. And that is the secret to those Marvel pictures. You got to put personalities in the driver's seats. That is why I'm saying, if I was making a Batman picture in 1987... You damn well better believe, and I like Mikey Keaton, Pittsburgh kid. I like him. I would cast Jan Michael Vincent or a young Clooney. I'd probably put Clooney as Two-Face, Jan Michael Vincent as Batman, Carl Weathers as Bane, and it's hard to not say Nicholson for the Joker, But I'll tell you what, back then I saw something in Nick Nolte that I knew was going to happen. Crazy pants. Put him as the Joker. We're ready to go. You've got go picture is what I'm saying there. All right. We are on our way out here. 
We got to do some housekeeping. This is Inside Tinseltown, the Thanksgiving edition. I know we didn't talk about Thanksgiving too much there, but I, I think that's okay. I think we can live with that, right? We talking about Thanksgiving. Have a good one tomorrow. Eat to tur- you know what my favorite. We'll talk a little bit about Thanksgiving for that, P. My favorite thing about Thanksgiving is uh, my favorite thing about Thanksgiving is taking the gravy just from the table and putting a separate bowl, an empty one, pouring as much gravy into there as possible, and just dipping every item of food that comes across my plate into that gravy. Breadsticks, bread rolls, that spinach I like, French uh, onion uh, soup kind of stuff. We, not the French onion, you know, you get the green beans with the French onions on there, yeah. I like that. And the turkey, of course, mashed potatoes, absolutely. But I don't I don't put the gravy on anything. I dip everything into the gravy. I've been asked to leave a few Thanksgiving holidays because people find it disgusting. Uh, I, but I stand by it. I stand by it. We're on our way out of here. This is the Knapsack Files podcast feed. This is Dutch Allen here in Inside Tinseltown. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to support the show and you want to hear Kenny more, you can go to uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Files. You can follow him at Ken Knapsack. He does have some very special Patreon supporters, though, and I have a list of these names I've got to read out. I will probably mess up every one of these names, but I think that's okay. Uh, so he's got these f- supporters. He's got a lot of different levels of support on this page, which is a good way to... I wish I had it to raise money when I was making the pictures. Uh, but these are his producer and executive producer supporters. Now, producers are the ones that do the work. Executive producers are the ones that take all the credit. Trust me, that's what it is. All right. Uh, so we got the, the Hump, Jason Humphreys, Pags, Kai Thatch, I heard he's a good kid. Kyle Gerbrandt, uh, Zach Anderson, who's a burgeoning stand-up comedian. He's trying to write some jokes out there. Donald Long, uh, his name on the Twitter machine is Ranger Donald One. Follow him. Uh, Jonas Bergren, Corey Morissette, Canadian. I'll tell you what, I love Canadians. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I saw Lauren Michaels backstage at Lily Tomlin's comedy special in the late 60s, and I knew that kid got something in his brain. And look what he's done. Uh, Graham Bell, Kyle Harlow. Kyle Harlow, uh, I've met Kyle. He's, uh, he's out in Chicago, uh, and I've gone out there, had a deep dish, and uh, he, was, uh, he was there in the kitchen. Uh, David Triana uh, is a good kid out there in Orlando. Ty, uh, we got Ty Schellenberger. Now, uh, Ty's a new producer-level supporter, I'm told, but he sounds like a complete uh, uh, crook. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm kidding i know ty he's a he works in construction he's a foreman he's like a supervisor he built an add-on for my house i'm teasing him no one get crazy the executive producers it's it's uh, dj snacks uh thomas or thomas the tall lethal logan x who's a professional wrestler i'm told uh uh we got matthew simon bedore she's a, a, a great young spirit uh, lives overseas, and she's good at the video games, got a good future there. We got Jacob at SW Legends Con. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt uh, he likes to go by Nos Lack. Uh, Matthew Thompson works at TMP Media Productions, and you can follow him on the Twitter machine if you want, at TMP Media Prod. And I like up-and-coming media companies. We got Tamar. Uh, Tamar, his last name is tough for me to say. Uh, uh, Butter? B-H-U-T-T-A. 
It sounds like I'm uh, asking for more butter for my Thanksgiving bread, uh, so I'm assuming I'm saying it's wrong, but Tamor is his first name, and Tamor is an upstanding gentleman. You can follow him on Twitter at Tamor23. Uh, and then a new supporter here, Nikki Baldwin. Uh, she's uh, now supporting here on the executive producer tier. And I can tell you, uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. But more importantly, uh, Kenny Napsok thanks you as well. Uh, so that is that. If you want to follow more, I know Kenny usually runs through. I've listened to some of his shows. He runs through the list. I wanted to spend time with each of those people because they're investing in the product here. And I think that's what we should do. All right. I could be wrong. You tell me, Petey. You're giving me the wrap-up symbol? All right. We're giving the wrap-up symbol, which, uh, you know, I normally I'd be insulted by that there. Uh, you know, normally I would. If I was in a meeting and you were giving me the wrap-up, I'd ask you to leave the meeting, Petey. But I like you. I li- what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? Just nod? Just nod. Don't speak. I don't want to pay your holiday pay. All right. That's good. Sounds good. You're going to watch some football and you're shaking your head. You don't You don't watch football? Okay. You, what are you, not American? Ha, <laughs> ha. All right. I start. I kid. Petey, get, sit back down, Petey. All right. That is it. Inside Tinseltown. Play the music. Play us out of here. I hope you like it. If you watch this on video, I hope you liked it too. Uh, we're going to try to do this show live so you guys can interact with us. It'll be fun. There's something we're working on. Dutch Island Live coming. But right now, it's Inside Tinseltown with me, Dutch Island. You've got go picture, kid. Is that good? Yeah, we like it. You want to go out to uh, you want to go out to uh, Musso and Frank's now for a steak? All right, you gotta go. You gotta go to family then, huh? And my book, Family Can Wait. If there's a steak involved, you know what I mean.